Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome in the great Rich Samini from ESPN. Hello, Rich. How you doing? Good afternoon, Howard. How you doing? I can't complain. Nobody cares. You know that great line from the Bronx Tale? Nobody cares. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so what's shaking? Uh, well, we're talking about, just on with Chris Landry, who evaluates players like nobody. I mean, he's a former coach, talent evaluator, scout. And, you know, the subject of the Jets came up and... and um, we talked about, obviously, Sam Darnold. Uh, the, the, what kind of a market are you hearing is out there for Sam Darnold? Not much right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, I thought there would be about a month ago. And as we've gone on through this offseason, I think it's drying up. You know, so, uh, I mean, I've been checking even today uh, on teams that might be interested in and, uh you know, I just, I'm not coming up with any obvious teams right now. You know, teams, as you know, <clears throat> are driven by deadlines. And so we won't really know. Teams often don't show their hands until the last minute. So we may not know until right up until draft day. But as of right now, I don't think there's any obvious landing spots for him. Uh, I don't see a scenario where the Jets draft a quarterback and keep Sam Donald. Do you? You know, I didn't think that was ever a possibility, but I'm starting to think that there might be some chance there. Um, look, I don't think they're going to give – first of all, let me say I do think they will draft the quarterback with the second pick. But I don't think they want to give away Sam. I mean, I, I know that Robert Sala thinks highly of him, and there's some thought in the building there that they really like him. Um so I don't think they can give him away for like a fourth round pick. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, if they don't, if they don't get what they want, uh, you know, maybe they hold on to him to trading camp. I mean, it's an awkward situation for sure. But I don't know. It's very, it's a very fascinating uh, scenario there. We're taking a bite of the Big Apple, Rich Semini, who covers the New York Jets for quite a long time. So the pro day this week, Justin Fields made people stand up and go wow. Uh, Zach Wilson made people stand up and go, wow. Uh, I mean, I remember seeing Justin Fields against Clemson this year, and he was sensational. But then the next week, not so much. Uh, I don't make anything. I'm not going to make a decision based on that, obviously. But Zach Wilson, when he rolled out to the left and threw back to the right and threw it like 65 yards an arrow, I did go, wow. He's got some arm strength. Yeah. That was exactly 50 yards that throw 50. I, I, okay. I counted. Uh, okay. But still, to be throwing to your – going to your left and throwing across to your right, that that long and, and that accurately, it was amazing. But, um, you know, I what 
pro scouts look at these program days as just really one small part of the puzzle. They pretty much know about these guys. They've watched all their tape. That's the most important part of the process is evaluating how the player does on tape. These pro days, they just show up, you know, just to want to see the guy, make sure the guy is like, his heart is beating and, you know, <laughs> and, you know, he can throw the football and everybody knew that Justin Fields has a really good arm and they knew Justin Fields was going to run really fast and Zach Wilson has a good arm. So nothing really at those pro days surprised me at all. And I, I don't think it really has a huge impact on the draft order. What was your feeling? Um, I was going to ask you your impression, but I know you don't do impressions. Uh, the the Jets collection of free agents, uh, it, people, did they get a great receiver? No. Did they get a couple of receivers to attend to the problem? Yes. Uh, but is the, I don't think that'll preclude the Jets from still looking for another receiver. Do you? Well, it depends what part of the draft you mean. Obviously, they're not going to take one with their first pick. Uh, they do have the 23rd pick as well. Uh, if you're asking me, could they take a receiver there? I'd be really surprised if they took one there <clears throat> just because they have so many other needs and they also have the 34th pick. I suppose it's a possibility there, but it would have to be uh, you know, it would have to be a player who just drops into their laps there. I, I think the Jets feel good what they have at receiver right now. Corey Davis is not I don't think he's a true number one receiver. I think he's kind of a between a one and a two, but he's the Jets' number one, whether you like it or not. He is their number one. They paid him a lot of money to be their number one, and they have a young developing player in Denzel Mims uh, alongside him, and then uh, kind of an experienced, savvy slot receiver in Jamison Crowder. So right. they, you know, the Jets' receiving core is is good enough. I think. I, I think you know they need help at tight end. But I think the receiving core is is functional right now. And then uh, we forgot about Keelan Cole. Uh, I don't know what you think of him, but he's also been added to the mix. But yeah, what... he actually is a sleeper. Uh, I forgot to mention him. I'm glad you mentioned him, Howard, because he is a, uh, you know, he he was a starter for Jacksonville, and you know his numbers were okay. They weren't they weren't great, but I mean, let's consider where he was playing. He's playing in Jacksonville, where the quarterback situation was the worst in the league and uh, their offense was a mess so uh I, I know the jets were really happy to get him there were a bunch of teams interested in him so right now i would project him as the fourth wide receiver and uh you know the way the nfl is now your fourth wide receiver does get a lot of playing time so uh, you know he is another guy so they actually go four deep at wide receiver which is much much better than they had last year but uh, the biggest need to address though still remains the offensive line yes yes it is a uh, it is a major need you know they they made one signing in, in free agency it's dan feely from the chargers who has been a, a longtime starter for the chargers i don't think the jets are projecting him to start i think he could compete at one of the guard spots but uh, you know quite frankly he didn't have a very good year for the chargers last year so you're absolutely right uh, i mean they have the same five starters as last year and last year the jets had easily one of the worst offensive lines in the league so i don't i don't know i mean they'll draft someone all the free agents are pretty much cleaned out by now there's not much left so the jets are basically saying that you know 
we think this coaching staff is going to be able to get a lot more out of these players than the last coaching staff did, or at least that's what they're hoping for. He's Rich Samini from ESPN, who covers the New York Jets. Uh, the defensive additions they made, LaMarcus Joyner, defensive back, Carl Lawson, uh, pass rusher, and then defensive tackle Sheldon Rankins, uh, all, again, dressing a need where they needed some help on defense. But having said all of that, uh, look, there's still some guys that are out there that I, I don't know if the Jets are interested in. Maybe you can help me out here. There's a, uh, As an example, um, I, I don't know if Eric Fisher's even in their thoughts uh, the Kansas City Chiefs may want to bring him back for a cheaper price, but is that even a possibility? Well, he's coming off an you know Achilles injury, yeah. so um, you know who knows when he's going to be ready. Well, the Jets are obviously not looking for a left tackle. It's one of the few positions that they have solidified with Mackay Becton, and um, right now they have George Fant as their right tackle. I would say his money is already half of his salary is already guaranteed. So I don't think they're going to move on from him. Mm -hmm. I, I would, I would use the word pedestrian to describe him. I mean, he, I don't think he's going to hurt you, but I don't think he's, he's excellent by any means. So just kind of average. So I don't think they're going to, if they add a tackle, I think it would be through the draft. Two guys that are excellent pass rushers. Uh, one I think is on his way to Cleveland and that's Jadavian Clowney. Uh, but Justin Houston is still out there. The Jets have any, is there any thought of it? Justin Houston? Definitely not Clowney. Um, I mean, this Clowney room has been going on for, I think we probably talked about it a year ago. And, you know, the Jets have no interest in him. Yeah, Houston, uh, I don't think so. Uh, the Jets signed Vinny Curry, who uh, yeah. is not as good as Justin Houston, but they also, also only paid him about a million and a half. So I got him pretty cheaply. So I think Vinny Curry is going to be their, uh, you know, old guy pass rusher, so to speak. So I don't think they're going to go down the Justin Houston road. And I do think it's a position they will look to draft as well, uh, even in the first round at that 23rd pick. If there's somebody there that they like, uh, a defensive end, I think they would take him. I don't know that this is even a thought, but I'm, I'm sure there is discussion. Maybe you've even thought about this, I would imagine. But any thoughts about the Jets trading down from two? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I'm, that, I'm a proponent of that. I, I've been out with that for, for a few weeks. I, if I were the GM, I would do that. I, I would have an auction for that number two pick. And you saw what these picks are valued at. We saw it last week with the San Francisco uh you know, San Francisco moving up to Miami spot and how much they gave up. The Jets could get a, a ton of picks, you know, just to move down. Now, the question is who would be willing to move up? I think Carolina with the eighth pick, they're desperate for a quarterback. I think they would be interested in moving up to two. Uh, perhaps Atlanta at four would want to jump up a couple of spots to make sure they get a quarterback that they, <clears throat> that they want. Maybe even Denver at nine. If I were the Jets, I don't think I'd go any lower than eight or nine because uh, then you're really dropping into a different section of the draft in terms of the quality of players. But that's what I would do. I would hold on to Sam Darnold, and I would trade that second pick for you know a lower pick and then get future number ones. I think that's the way to go. Do I think the Jets will do that? I do not. I think Joe Douglas will stay right where he is at two and take Zach Wilson. 
you know, I hear what you're saying. And I agree with you, by the way. I think, <clears throat> look, is, 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 is Sam Donald part of the problem? Yes, but he's also part of the solution. Uh, I don't think they put enough around him for him to be successful. He had he missed a bunch of games over the last couple of years. That's all true. But, I mean, you give him, it's like, it's like sending a guy into a poker game with $5 and a $100 uh, minimum bet. <laughs> it's just not realistic. Yeah. And it's not fair either to Sam Darnold or any quarterback. There's no doubt about it. He has not been put in a good situation. I mean, they've had absolutely no running game for three years. And uh, his offensive line, which we discussed earlier, it was at the bottom of the league. And uh, his receiver, I mean, I think he's had <clears throat> one really good <clears throat> outside receiver in three years, and that was Robbie Anderson, you know, and they let him go to Carolina. Last year, he had a good slot receiver in Jamison Crowder, but I think that's about it. So, um, but that's not a total excuse for Sam either, because, you know, quarterbacks, you know, the, the good ones, the really good ones are able to rise above and elevate those around them. And clearly Sam has not done that. He is in fact the lowest rated passer over the last three years combined. And he didn't get there all with, you know, bad offensive line. I mean, he, he's got to take responsibility for that as well. And, you know, I just, I just think, he's worth trying to salvage. I think better coaching will help, but you know, a different scheme will help and better players around him will help. So, um, but that's just us talking, Howard. Uh, you know, I think some jet fans feel the same way, but I think the people whose decisions count are leaning in the other direction. I think they're one, <clears throat> want to start over at quarterback. I didn't realize until it made me look it up after I saw a Medicare commercial this morning with Joe Namath He's the last Jets quarterback to throw for 4,000 yards. That was in 1967. I mean, Ryan Fitzpatrick came the closest in 2015 with 39.05. And I don't know that that's the measuring stick necessarily, but it is something to consider. I mean, 4,000 yards. And, and by the way, you've now added a 17th game. So now it, it's, not as, uh, it's not the same story. Yeah, Joe did it in a 14-game schedule, right. which is you know, which is amazing in 1967. And uh, the Jets and the Bears are the only two teams that uh, have not had a 4,000-yard passer <clears throat> during the 16-game uh, schedule era, which I think consisted of 42 seasons. So, uh, you know, since Namath did it, 197 different. Uh, there have been 197 different examples of 4,000-yard seasons. And it's mind-boggling to think that the Jets are, you know, the Jets and the Bears are not among those 197. It's it's really, really hard to believe. But you're right. They haven't, they haven't had that uh, magical 4,000. And Fitzpatrick came close, as you mentioned, in 2015. And it's just, uh, it's elusive for the Jets. They just haven't been able to stabilize that position you know really since joe i mean they've they've tried i counted this up just before you called they've had they've drafted 22 quarterbacks since namath left new york and uh and they're gonna draft and it'll be 23 after this year huh. it's 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 amazing well i remember the the great season of 98 when vinnie testaverde had a career year but even he didn't throw for 4,000 yards through all of that 
And then, of course, next year, the beginning of the season was all that ended their season very quickly when he went down. But uh, I, I look at this, and everybody talks about quarterbacks because that's the backbone of the league. We know that. Garoppolo's being talked about, maybe going back to New England. I, I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, Matthew Stafford goes from Detroit to the Rams. Are, are the Rams better today than they were uh, last season? Yeah, I think they are. Uh, and then Detroit, they get Jared Goff. They've lost a better quarterback in Matthew Stafford, but we talk about quarter- Carson Wentz goes to Indianapolis. So there's all this conversation about quarterbacks, and l- let's face it, it's the face of the franchise. Uh, I-, I look at Sam Darnold, and-, and I told you this before, Parcells likes him. He thinks he can be a good quarterback in this league, and I said, well, does that mean he needs a change of scenery? And Parcells says, maybe, maybe that's the answer. But you and I both agree. I think he's better off staying where he is. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't think Sam is ever going to be a, a top 10 quarterback, you know, star of the league. I, I don't think he could be that. I think he's a system quarterback who you could probably elevate into the middle of the league somewhere around 15 or 16 if he has a good supporting cast and good coaching. I think the offense they're going to be installing, you know, it's that Shanahan West Coast offense is very quarterback friendly. I think they'll make it easier for him, simplify the reads, you know, use a running game, use play action. The Jets really haven't used much play action uh, the last couple of years under Adam Gaze. So I think those will accentuate some of the things that Sam does well. And, you know, but there's also, from the Jet perspective, you know, there's a financial component to this decision as well. So he's only got a year left on his contract. Um, they're they're not going to pick up his fifth year option because it's nineteen million dollars. So I mean, and I'm just speaking from the Jet perspective. You know, do you want to roll the dice? You know, with Sam uh, one year left on his contract, or do you want to start over with a fresh face? You know, who gets four years of of a very you know fixed cost? You know, a very friendly four year contract that the rookies get if you draft a Zach Wilson. So that's that's the, what I think the Jets are thinking right now. We could start over, get a good prospect, you know, and reset our financial clock, you know, with a, a rookie quarterback as opposed to Sam's contract. He's Rich Samini of ESPN covering the New York Jets. Uh, I mentioned the 17th game has been added. Are you, are you good with that? Yeah, man, I'm old school, Howard. I, I mean, I, I like 16 because it's an even number. Uh, I'm a traditionalist. I like the number, the stats to be the same. Now everything's going to be skewed. Um, I guess more football is never a bad thing. I mean, I, I like I like football, so I like to watch football. But, uh, you know, it was such an even number. It was like a perfect number. And now the stats, you know, will be a, a little out of whack and everything like that. So, no, I guess no. I'm not, I wasn't really in favor of it. Eventually, though, it's going to come down to where there's going to be two preseason games, right? Probably. I mean, I think at some point in the near future, we'll have 18 regular season games. I I don't know how long it'll stay at 17. They'll probably go to 18. And, you know, the preseason games are, uh, I think two is fine. I mean, really, four is, is too many. I can't believe back in the day they used to have six. I mean, that's just, that's just a waste of time. And, you know how teams are just so afraid to play their star players in the preseason. 
So I, I but, but at the same time, you do need the games to evaluate the younger players. So I, I do see the purpose of, of preseason games. That's why I think uh, I think two would be a good number. The the 17th game for the Jets will be the Philadelphia Eagles. And I'm, look, every team that comes in to play the Jets or the Jets go to their park, uh, the other team is likely to be favored because based on where the Jets were last year. Having said that, I mean, the, the schedule has its ups and downs. you got to play the NFC South, which is not going to be easy, plus Denver, Indianapolis, Jacksonville, Cincinnati, Philadelphia, I mentioned Tennessee, Houston, and, of course, the, obviously the AFC East. You look at the competition within the division. You know New England's going to get better, particularly the way they spent, what, $150 million in free agents? Yeah. And they got to, I mean, basically... Robert Kraft threw down the gauntlet. We've got to be better. And Bill Belichick knows it, and he's, he's decided to go through it in free agency rather than wait till the draft. They're going to be better. Miami is going to be better. And Buffalo is going to be the class of the division. Yeah, the Jets are bringing up the rear. I don't think there's any question about that. They're, they're lagging way behind, like way behind. So and it's a tough uh you know, you got two young quarterbacks in Miami and uh, Buffalo. You know, the, Josh Allen is is an MVP candidate already. Uh, I'm still a little, still have some doubts about Tua. I, I just want to see him, you know, in a full season and how he does. I wasn't as high on him as some other people, you know, coming in the draft, you know, last year. So uh, I think the Dolphins made the wrong decision, you know, looking at it now. They should have dressed, drafted Herbert. But, uh, you know, they're, they're riding with Tua, and the Jets are in a state of flux at quarterback right now. I think New England's in a state of flux. I mean, they signed Cam, but that's only a temporary thing. Uh, I could definitely see New England trying to get a quarterback in this draft. So there's some uh, – but, yeah, no matter how you slice it, the Jets are still bringing up the rear. And old friend Ryan Fitzpatrick signs with the Washington football team. Was it not 10 different teams he's been with? Yeah, it might be nine or ten. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, he just keeps rolling along, you know. It, it's uh, he's also never played in a playoff game, which is, you know, I think kind of a lifelong goal of his to try to get in the playoffs. You know, Washington's got a great defense for sure. I think they've helped their offense this off season. So I think Washington is a is a real good team and, and could go to the playoffs again. One of the, uh, you know, and you remember this, it wasn't that long ago, the conversations about the Jets packaging a boatload of number one picks to try to get Deshaun Watson from Houston. Well, based on his legal situation right now, I don't see that being resolved anytime soon or I mean, maybe months from now. Well, nobody's going to sit around and wait. So that puts Houston in a really bad spot. Uh, and I'm not going to get into whether or not he's guilty or innocent. I know nothing about what's going on with that particular situation. But clearly, it's taken him out of the discussion for all teams that were interested before. Yes, I believe so, because uh, it's just it's just going to be, there's so many unknowns. Uh, you know, the league could, uh, st- I mean, step it. Let's say he's, on, uh, they could put him on the commissioner's exempt list while this goes on. You know, um, I think before this came to light, I, I think for sure my feeling was that he was going to get traded. And I think now that has changed. I mean, if you're a team that wants him, I mean, it's a, it's a tremendous risk. You, you, 
I mean, you're not going to give up anything substantial not knowing his future. I mean, he could be suspended by the league depending on the outcome of this case. Uh, as we know, even if even if he's uh, exonerated in all these, these are civil cases, there have been no criminal charges, but even if he's exonerated, the league still has its, its own rights and, and they're their own judge and jury and still could suspend him. So it, it's a messy situation. It's going to take a long time to resolve. And you're right, Howard. I, I never thought the Jets were going to be serious players for him anyway, but now, now I, I think probably not at all. And there was discussion, too, with Miami, and I asked somebody down there, does that mean the Dolphins have given up on Tua? Well, I, I don't know if that's fact or fiction, but having said all of that, let's talk about the new regime that is coming in, and clearly, and everybody likes to use this phrase, they need a culture change. Well, they're going to get one because Robert Sala is the complete opposite of what Adam Gase was. I was against the Adam Gase hiring at the time because what did he do that made them so excited about getting this guy? But now he's gone. So I, I don't. there's no point in kicking him to the curb. But Robert Sala is coming into the Jets with a lot of people praising this move. You hear that, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was a good move. I, I thought it at the time. Uh, you know, I, I you know credit the Jets for getting it done. I didn't think they would get him. I thought for sure he would go to a more desirable place. But he uh, he wanted the Jets, and I think one of the reasons why you know was just uh, having that number two pick. And, and believe it or not, I, I think he's a Sam Darnold guy. Uh, from talking to people who know him, I think he really is thinks highly of Sam. And so uh, I think the reviews are very positive so far. I mean, just talking to some of the Jets free agents that they signed, like Corey Davis, Carl Lawson, they were gushing about uh, Sala and his message. And so you're right, Howard. They've gone, they've kind of done a 180 here. They've gone from one type of coach to another. And I think they have, they have uh, a very energetic guy who's uh, emotional and passionate. And I think we'll create a different vibe around the building. Who bring, who does he bring with him? Anybody from the 49ers that's still out there? Well, who didn't he bring with him from the 49ers? I mean, he basically took half the 49er coaching staff with him to New York. Most notably, the offensive coordinator, Mike LaFleur. He'll be the offensive coordinator. He was with uh, San Francisco for four years. Um, a lot of their offensive staff is, you know, the offensive line coach, um, the receiver coach has been with the Niners in the past and, you know, the running back coach. So that it's a, uh, it's a very 49er coaching staff, even on defense, there's some 49er guys. Uh, the new strength coach came from the 49ers. So about just about everybody came from the 49ers, except only one of the 49er players. I thought they'd sign more free agents from San Francisco, but the only one they got was running back Tevin Coleman. And, um, you know, of course, there's some there's some others floating out there, some 49er free agents, most notably Richard Sherman. Yeah. Um, don't know where he's going to end up. Probably will wait until after the draft to see how things fall. But, um, yeah, there's going it, to it's like San Francisco East in New York. Well, I, I look at Richard Sherman as look, his best years might be behind him. But having said that, he knows the system and he would be like a, a coach on the field to help the rest of the secondary. I agree. He's 33. His best years are definitely behind him. 
last year he did not you know he battled a, a calf injury uh, for a good part of the year and he missed a lot of games and you know quite frankly when he came back he wasn't great when he was pretty mediocre when he got back so if they sign him and i do think there's a chance uh it would be like what you said you know bringing a lot of intangibles and being a leader to that young secondary and young defense and uh, so it depends on the money how much he get, will get it's not going to be a lot it'll be a one-year deal but um, you know I, I think there would be some value there just because of what he's done in the past going to the rich Samini crystal ball draft day comes who's the quarterback of the New York Jets I think it's going to be Zach Wilson you know I think uh you know, I, I, I'm, I'm fairly certain. I would never say 100% certain because you just never know. But I, I think they're going to take him with the second pick. And whether they can trade Darnold or not, that's uh, a little more up in the air. You know, I, I just have a feeling that someone will step up at the last minute and try to take him off the Jets' hands and that there'll be a trade, you know, maybe for a, a third-round pick, something along those lines. Uh, I just have a hard time think, seeing Darnold and Zach Wilson on the same team. I'm not sure if that's the healthiest situation for either quarterback. So, um, yeah, that's my crystal ball. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, and, look, I don't think this is change for the sake of change. I, I think if you're trying to send a message to the Jet fans, uh, you know, the new broom has got to come in and sweep clean and, and start over. And there are going to be some doubting Thomases. Now, I personally like Sam Darnold. I think he can be a good quarterback, but I firmly believe also that he needs a change of scenery. Yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely something to that. I mean, he's, he's, you know, last year was difficult for him here in New York. I mean, for the first time in his life, he was hearing, you know, criticism and uh, people questioning his his job status. And, uh, you know, he was injured. You know, he had a, a shoulder injury that cost him four games. And he spent half the year listening to the Trevor Lawrence speculation, you know, when the Jets were winless. And so it was a rough year for him physically and mentally. And uh, sometimes guys like that just need to get a, get away, you know, just start over somewhere else. I think maybe that would be the best thing for Sam Darnold, just hey. to Help start over. Help me out, Rich. Is the, the game against Jacksonville is that there or in New York? That is in New York. Oh, per- perfect. Trevor Lawrence has any kind of a game, you know, the fans are going to go nuts. Whatever fans are there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Whatever fans are there, we don't know that yet. Uh, probably ten percent, I would think, at this point, but we're not sure. I, um, I think Roger Goodell said at the owners meetings that he is expecting full stadiums for the fall. So hmm. we'll see if that, that might be a little ambitious, but we'll see. Uh, I'm fairly, you know, I should know the jet schedule by heart, but I don't, I know they play Jacksonville. I'm, I'm fairly certain it is in New York, but uh, yeah. So the Trevor Lawrence thing would be interesting. Yeah. Appreciate your insight as always, Rich. Thanks a million and stay safe. All right, Howard, anytime. Take care. He is Rich Samini, ESPN, covers the uh, New York Jets and has been for a long time. I think the Jets situation is interesting. Uh, look, they're going to be an underdog just about in every game they play. There's no question about it. Uh, but I think they're going to be better. Uh, be, 
first and foremost, because I have a better coaching staff. Uh, and the coaches make a difference in the National Football League, period. Uh, I think Robert Sala is coming in with great credentials. He's coming in with great support. He's bringing all of the guys with him his, from his coaching staff on both sides of the ball. Uh, and the draft remains. The Jets have nine picks. And they've got three in the top 33, I think. So there's going to be some added resource added to their roster come draft day. And it's going to be interesting. That's a bite of the big apple. Thank you for being a part of it. I'm Howard David. You stay safe. Thanks. listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform check us out at believe.com and search for b-l-e-a-v on youtube